Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. I keep playing. I don't think the heavy stuff's going to come down for quite a while. What in the world? Welcome to the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money, the Worry-Free Retirement, with your host, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Them that have it, get more of it. The less they need it, the more they love it. And it sticks to them like glue. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. In the movie Caddyshack, actor and comedian Bill Murray plays the hilarious role of a greenskeeper at Bushwood Country Club by the name of Carl. Now, it's apparent that Carl knows nothing about taking care of a golf course, much less being a caddy. Nevertheless, Carl in this scene is dragged out on the course to caddy for one of its club members, a priest of all people, who just happens to be playing the best round of his life. Now, as the priest continues to make extraordinary shot after extraordinary shot, the rain begins to fall and the skies threaten. So the priest, who obviously wants to shoot the course record, as he says, is torn between playing in inclement weather for the best round of his life or risk the chance of getting struck by lightning. Now, instead of running for cover, he instead turns to Carl who has no experience in the prediction of weather, nor the experience to assess the current situation. To which Carl replies when asked if he should go on, let's roll it again, Aaron. I keep playing. I don't think the heavy stuff's gonna come down for quite a while. My reaction to Carl's advice, what in the world? <laughs> well, welcome to the Worry-Free Retirement. I am your host, retirement specialist and fiduciary, Tony Walker, and maybe you feel like that priest. You aren't sure whether to retire or to keep playing. Uh, you might be in your 40s and you realize you don't have an experienced financial caddy to guide you along the way. Uh, maybe you're out there and uh, you've been retired for years and there's something seems to be missing about your situation. You're having trouble figuring out the taxes and the fees and what's going to happen when you die and all these fears over nursing homes, etc., etc., etc. And the problem I see in many cases is people do not have a well-trained retirement specialist who can assess their situation. So today you're in luck. We're going to continue our deep dive into the five-step worry-free retirement process and review in detail today the second step of that process known as the assessment. Well, and of course, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, mention my favorite caddy, America's favorite financial sidekick who's helping produce the show, Mr. Aaron Orander, along with his sidekick, Matt Stebbins. Aaron, how are you doing today, buddy? Oh, hey there, Tony. I'm doing good about yourself. Now, wait a minute. Is that a Bill Murray impersonation? <laughs> that was my Bill Murray. That was Carl from oh, Caddyshack. Oh, boy. Yeah. Now, speaking of not being a good greenskeeper and caddy, good thing you're a better producer of radio shows than your imitation of Bill Murray. Actually, I won't do it on air, but I've got a mean impersonation of Bill Murray. You know I play a lot of golf, don't you? Oh, yeah. You're a little, you, you love I, golf. I'm constantly out. Even when I'm by myself, I find myself imitating Bill Murray, where he's on the, you know, he's, on, he's at Augusta, hometown boy trying to make it big and all that. 
But let me ask you something, uh, Aaron. Have you ever been in a situation where you turn to somebody for some sort of assessment? You know, I used to do this in high school, peer pressure. And deep down, they give you an answer or response, and you're like, I don't think I ought to do this, but here we go. Have you ever found yourself in that situation? You rely on somebody else's assessment of something, and deep down, you don't have warm fuzzies about it. Yeah, I've, I've been in that situation before. Kind of a little spooky, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it turned out okay in my situation, <laughs> but I, I wasn't prepared. It was the first time I ever rode a motorcycle or drove a motorcycle. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I wasn't ready. <laughs> How old were you? Oh, I was maybe 20, but I just, you know, I had read all types of information, but I'd never had my, you know, no pun intended, my hand on the wheel per se. So <laughs> That's funny you bring up motorcycles. My uncle, uh, Ed, he grew up, uh, well, I grew up in the 60s when I was young, and that was back in the days of choppers, chopper mm-hmm. motorcycles, so in the late 60s. He had a Honda 350, which I thought that was huge back then, and then his buddy named Danny Means had a chopper motorcycle, and they came down the street one day, and I mean, they looked like, they look bad. They were Wild bad dogs. looking, man. And Danny Means gets off this chopper. He's all of like 5'3". And I said, buddy, you looked a little more intimidating while you're on the chopper, chopper, not off it. It was hilarious. But my grandfather once never had ridden a motorcycle. He did the same thing. Eddie talked him into getting in it on it. Dad all rides all the way up his driveway. He had this long driveway. Goes about five miles an hour. Gets it turned around. Comes back and stops and looking at Eddie. But he forgets to put his foot down. And the whole motorcycle just falls over. It was... Kind of funny. All right, so we're talking about assessing your situation, you know, kind of that look before you leap. And, boy, nowhere do we see this more prone to danger than in the area of retirement planning. And now with everybody and his brother out there that can fog a mirror holding themselves as retirement specialists, we're in some dangerous turf, folks. So whether you're retired, nearing retirement, it doesn't matter. This show is going to really help you think through what is an assessment And then you as the consumer, how do you know you're getting a proper assessment from somebody in authority? Now, this term assessment, I think it's important to go back and look at Webster Dictionary says that this term was coined about 500 years ago. And whenever even back then you heard of assessment, that really was the government taxing things. Does that make sense, Aaron? Yeah, like assessing your land. There you go. You're on a home, right? Yes. Okay, you pay property taxes. Right. Okay, how do they derive that number to calculate your tax? Who does what in that process? They have to assess it, yeah. Yeah, okay. So the problem with that is sometimes the people in authority may not have the proper credentials to assess something. Now, we're not assuming your local PVA administrator doesn't know how to assess things. This is happening right now, Aaron. We've got a home we're trying to sell, a home we tried to flip, which turned into a flop instead of a flip. But we're having it, we're getting ready to close on it. And they said, wait a minute, we got to have an appraisal done. Say the same thing. That's an assessment. It's a little scary because you're like, okay, you know, who's going to show up and appraise this thing or assess the value? Do they know what they're doing? And are we going to get a high enough assessment to meet the loan requirements of these people buying? So that's, that's what assessment means. But actually over time, assessment has also not only been a financial term, it also means to make sound judgment about something or acting and making a judgment on something. Uh, in other words, bringing the understanding of something and judging something and using something called discernment. You, you're a churchgoer, right? You've heard that word, haven't yeah. you? Discernment. So let's look at that. So judgment, we've got to keep defining this because this is important. So out of assessment comes judgment because we've got to know who's judging this, whether it's right or wrong. And really a judgment is an opinion or an evaluation, just like your assessment on your house. They have to get an opinion. They study comparables, but it's still it's an opinion uh, of, of what your house is worth in order to tax it. 
So there is discernment. The discernment is somebody that has the ability to compare something to something else. So back to the appraisal example, Aaron, when they look at your house and appraise it, they're doing something called comparables. They're looking at other houses in your area. Okay, you're familiar with that. Okay, this is good. So they have to be discerning. And in the case of Carl, let's think about this. When he was doling out advice on the weather, he had no knowledge of golf. He had never been out caddying for golf, so he didn't understand the dangers of golfing and lightning possibly and carrying a whole set of metal clubs. You realize that's like carrying a set of lightning rods. Oh, that's around. dangerous? I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, you better stop doing that then. You're like, What's wrong with that? <laughs> Although, I, you know me, I love to golf. I like to golf by myself. And I jumped out the other day. It had been raining and lightning, and it passed. And on our course, we've got these sirens. Nothing had gone off. And I looked at my wife, and I said, Honey, I think I'm going to go walk down. And she said, Are you serious? I said, There's nobody on the course. She said, well, I mean, do you think it's safe? I said, ah, it'll be fine. So, you know, there you go. I love golf. But it did not, did not lightning or thre threaten after that. So basically, he was judging the fact that it was okay to play, right? In fact, let's play that clip again, and real quick, just so we can set the stage with Carl and the priest. Yeah, funny is that, huh? I keep playing. I don't think the heavy stuff's going to come down for quite a while. Okay, so... Being able to discern, I would say, is a gift and requires a great deal of experience. Carl didn't have it, right, Aaron? You with me? Okay. So years ago, let me give an example of this. I had a large marketing firm, and they approached me. You remember this? The, the uh, remember I called it the network. Remember all yes, those guys were flying from? Network. Yeah, there you go. Aaron was there. He even filmed a lot of this stuff. But what they wanted me to do was teach these agents how to do what we do, and that was. I won't say comical. These were great guys, and they tried hard, but it was like herding cats. Yeah, some of them tried. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's a good point. Yeah. Some of them tried. Some of them like, uh, why are you here? All right. <laughs> but uh, number one, I taught them pretty well how to assess people's finances. That, that I can train people in. Then I did a pretty good job with most of them of training people how to judge somebody's situation compared to where they wanted to go, which is really retirement planning. Now, the final thing, Aaron, that I really struggled with and I realized, I went back to the marketing firm and I said, these folks have no level of discernment. And they were like, what do you mean? I said, they don't have any experience. Because a lot of this, folks, retirement planning is about an art. It's, yeah, it's a science, but it's also more of an art. And when you've done something for 35 years, it is hard to teach that. I'm sorry, I just, I could not teach it. So back to what we do, folks, and again, this is not a knock on other advisors, but when you're meeting with me in person, uh, again, the first step of our process is clarify your vision. I help you do that. But the second step to me is so crucial because think about this. You're sitting there meeting with somebody. Uh, you're trusting them. You're sharing all of your life's work with them, your life's information, your finances. I mean, this is very personal stuff. I know you've kind of sat in on a few meetings and filmed a few things there, and you realize this is, this is some delicate stuff. And you and I both know, if you're, if you're going to be honest with us today, you probably don't know what questions to ask of this advisor. You don't know really what you're looking for. And unfortunately, what happens is you've got to put a lot of blind faith in that person that they know what they're doing, not only to assess your situation, that they use very good judgment, and finally, they're discerning. In other words, do they really know how to take what you've got, how to take all that information they've gathered, and how to lay out a plan that's understandable for you? It's a huge, huge deal. Um, what, what I thought we would do in the essence of time, I think what I'm going to do, we're going to come back. We've got an interesting Tony in the Trenches question, and I'm going to help you deal with that a little bit in terms of what to ask advisors and, and how to handle this whole issue of whether you know uh, your advisor is good at assessing your situation. 
And then I'm going to go over something I've gone over before. I think it's, I think it's ingenious, actually, something we came up with after 9-11 called the three halves of life and why it is so important to consider the three different halves of life in the assessment planning process. You're listening to the Worry-Free Retirement. I'm Tony Walker. I'll be right back. Win or lose, games are a blast, but playing around with your retirement is serious business. So don't leave your retirement to chance. Get a retirement game plan from well-known retirement specialist, Tony Walker. Learn how to be worry-free in retirement with a safe and simple game plan that includes mailbox money for life. To meet in person with Tony, log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. That's TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Are you retired or retiring soon? Can you afford for your money to take a hit with the stock market being so volatile these days? Nobody can time the market, but having a retirement game plan with Tony Walker Financial gives you peace of mind and sleep insurance. Learn how to prevent losses in your retirement accounts and plan your retirement around an income you can never outlive. Log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com today to schedule a personal meeting with Tony to secure your hard-earned money. That's TonyWalkerFinancial.com. And now it's time for Tony in the Trenches. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. And uh, we're kind of our theme is what in the world? <laughs> and we are talking about what in the world are people doing out here trying to give out retirement advice and in my view are doing a call out there. They're, they don't really understand how to properly assess your situation. Here's a good example. We got a great uh, question. Actually, this was with somebody I was meeting with recently. I'll change her name to Harriet. And she asked the following when she came in to see me. She said, Tony, I'm approaching retirement. I'm paraphrasing, but it says, I've been on the internet, attended a few of these dinner seminars on retirement, and I'm getting more and more confused. Here's what she basically said. How do I know if I'm truly working with a trained retirement specialist or not? And why are some of these people that I'm meeting with so hesitant to give me anything in writing to study before I make a commitment to them? Interesting. And this happens a lot. Well, so here's five things you can keep in mind. I'm going to go through these very quickly. When you're meeting with advisors, talking to advisors on the internet, uh, going to dinner seminars, whatever, these are five things you need to really think through. First of all, number one, what is this person's experience in retirement planning? I didn't ask how long they've been in the financial business. Uh, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, we want to know how many retirement plans have they worked on. In fact, we can document this. I mean, I would, be I would be fine under penalties of perjury to put an affidavit. I couldn't show them the plans we've worked on. But I asked Heather the other day, I said, Heather, just this year alone, or actually 2018, how many retirement plans did we complete in 2018? You want to take a guess, Aaron? How just, many did you complete just in 2018, 2018 alone? Oh, yeah. Retirement plans. Ooh. What came to mind? Quick. 200. 200. Double that. 400. 400. Okay. That was just last year. Okay. So it's kind of like undergoing major surgery. You've got a decision. You've got one shot to get this right. You can go work with a guy right out of residency that's done two of these surgeries you're thinking about or go to somebody for the same cost and do two, that's done 2,000 of these surgeries. What would you be more comfortable with, Aaron? I'd rather go to the guy with 2000 under his belt. Yep, bingo. Number two, assuming they say they are a retirement specialist, 
show you an example of a written game plan. Now, folks, I know we're on the magic of radio and you can't see this, but you need to check out the TV show, The Worry-Free Retirement, uh, because this same show in a little different flair will be on the television show, and I'm going to show you visually what the Worry-Free Retirement game plan looks like. In fact, to check out our TV time shows, just go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. You're going to click on that Media and Tools and scroll down to TV. We're in seven different TV stations throughout Kentucky, so there's, there's no excuse for you not to watch this. Obviously, Southern Indiana, you're going to pick up those Louisville stations. So this same show, but in, in more entirety and more clarity because we can provide the visuals, we're going to show you what our game plan looks like. Number three, is there a team in place? Uh, the other day, Aaron, somebody came by and they said, Tony, I've been sitting here in the parking lot waiting to come in to see you. I see people leave. I come in here. When I leave your uh, office the other day, there's people out there again. You're seeing people time after time after time. And I looked at my husband and I said, He's got to have a team of people behind him. He can't surely see this many people. And I said, bingo. So what I've tried to do, folks, rather than invest more and more in more advisors just to write more business, which there's nothing wrong with that. That's one philosophy, which is fine. My philosophy has been I want to keep seeing the people, use my expertise to help them, then have well-trained people to provide the service you're going to need long after the sale. That's why we have just in our Bowling Green office alone, Seven full-time people, that's all they do is service our clients' needs. So, yes, we have a very good team in place and um, very well suited to take care of your retirement needs. Number four, are they throwing you into a one-size-fits-all category? Again, I met a couple the other day. She said, uh, Tony, we've been meeting with other advisors. They feel like we need to be in the stock market. That's where you need to be long-term. It never goes down. And I said, so why are you here? Because, you know, although we recommend stocks and things, we don't recommend you have a lot of your money there. And she said, well, that's the whole point. I think we're savers. I don't feel comfortable having all my money in the market. So folks, remember, you may not be an investor personality. We're not trying to work with investors. There's lots of great advisors that can help you out there, but many of these advisors, they're investors themselves. So the reason it doesn't resonate with you, the things they're telling you to do, is probably because they're investors and you're not. So there is no one size fits all, folks. You've got to find products and advisors that fit your personality. And then number five, basically, what is the person's background? I mean, you need to ask a lot of questions of people. I'm, a, I'm real nosy, and uh, I'm, I'm nosy for a reason. I'm trying to find out about you. Very few people, this surprises me, Aaron, if you were interviewing an advisor and you're getting ready to hand over your life savings, don't you think you would ask a lot of nosy questions of yeah. the advisor? Yeah. <laughs> I would. I would. I yeah. mean... And instead, I think people get intimidated in this process. They think they're going to offend the advisor. Well, actually, that would be my cue to run out the door if I offended the advisor asking nosy questions, right? I, mm -hmm. I think you have every right, folks, to ask about their credentials, to ask about their formal education in finance, to ask if they've ever had any run-in with the laws, if they've ever, there's something called broker check. You know, you can go on broker check and learn a lot about advisors. I'm on broker check. Um, I always remind people my legal name. If you're going to go check out Tony Walker with any of these government institutions, you might have to type in Philip A. Walker. That's my legal name. The A is for an Anthony. But, uh, that's, but you can go to Broker Check. Uh, you can ask to speak to some of their clients. You can go to uh, uh, trying to tri uh, triple, uh, what's the deal? Uh, Better Business Better Bureau. Better Business Bureau is going because yeah. we've got an A-plus rating. I'm sorry. I was getting ready to say triple A. That wouldn't be. You could, you could go, go to triple A. AAA, you won't find much about Tony Walker, but you could go there. <laughs> yeah, can you get, oh, I'm here to see Tony Walker. I need a map to go to Tony, Tony Walker's Walker. office. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> 
we have had a few people turn around. Maybe we ought to send them to AAA, then have them come by here. So, so basically, folks, those are the five things. Okay, so what we're talking about with the three halves of life, okay, we're going to get into this and we're going to explain that everybody is at a different phase in life. And I'm going to make an analogy. I did this in my first book, The Worry-Free Retirement, between life and basketball. This is some good stuff coming up. Hanging in there with me, this analogy. I think it's going to really help you think through where you are in life and the proper assessment of where you are and where you should be investing your money. You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. I'll be right back. Are you retired or retiring soon? Do you have a 401k, IRA, thrift savings account, 403b, or lump sum pension that you'd like to move to safer territory? Did you know that all the money you see on your 401k statement isn't really yours? Depending on your overall taxable income, the government has essentially a lien on your 401k that can tax as much as 40% of your money when you go to take it out. Tony Walker calls this the 401k tax tumor. For over 33 years, retirement specialist Tony Walker has helped thousands of savers worry less about money by creating game plans to deal with your tax tumor. Get control of your retirement by controlling the taxes owed on it. Schedule a free meeting to see if you can reduce your tax tumor and provide a guaranteed income you can never outlive. To get started, simply log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. That's TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Worried about running out of money in retirement? For a limited time, five-time author and retirement specialist Tony Walker is making available his latest book, Mailbox Money for Life. For your free copy, simply log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. What if there was a financial product that could guarantee an income you could never outlive? A product that is not at risk in the stock market. Well, there is, and it's called an annuity. And for the past 34 years, I've personally helped thousands of savers secure over $300 million of annuities. So why risk your hard-earned money when you don't have to? Let's meet in person to see if an annuity is right for you. Log on today to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement, and we're talking about this world and the things of the world and how in the world do we assess what's right for us and maybe what's more right for other people rather than us. Um, in the TV show, I'm going to play a clip, great clip, because it's going to make sense in the TV show. It wouldn't make a whole lot of sense in this radio show, but a clip of Flip Wilson. Do you know who that is, Aaron? Uh, he was... Is he a comedian or a singer? Or yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I got both? <laughs> folks, if you're listening, laughing, going, where has Aaron been all of his life? Well, first of all, he wasn't even born when Flip Wilson was alive. I asked Matt. Matt's in that same era. He had no idea who I was talking about. But we've got a great clip on the TV show of Flip Wilson. Do you know his famous line, Aaron? Have you ever heard his famous line? Uh, I'm trying to think. <clears throat> Something about the devil. Yeah, is that, said, is that, his excuse was, was, there you go. There the, you go. De the devil made me do it. The, is ooh, that it? Very good, Aaron. Okay. The right, devil right. made me do it. So a lot of people may be sitting there and say, well, the reason I've made all these mistakes and I don't have a good retirement plan or I trusted somebody I shouldn't have, the devil made me do it. Well, no, you got to take responsibility for it, folks. So what we're going to do, we're going to teach you how the three halves of life play out, why it's so similar to basketball, and why this makes so much sense to work with a retirement coach, for lack of a better word, 
that can help you navigate these three phases. So the first half of life is the first half. So think about this. In the game of basketball, the goal is to score a lot of points, to stay ahead of your competition. Uh, as we record this show on April 9th, 2019, we just had the NCAA last night, which I could not stay awake for. Why does that thing come on so late? I don't know. Did you, did you stay awake, Matt? <clears throat> My gosh. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll use some financial terminology. I was not invested in that game. Ooh. Ooh. You, you want to come up and do the rest <laughs> of the program? That was pretty good. <laughs> But yeah, I'm like, why in the world? And Matt says, I'm sure it is money, but and I guess it's the West Coast because yeah, West Coast. I mean, they show that thing at seven o'clock our time. Right, nobody's even home for work. So I, I get that. But nevertheless, the first half it's interesting with any basketball game. I used to coach a lot of basketball, a lot of AAU. What I used the first half for was you had to try to score points, but I was trying to figure out the competition. I was trying to stay ahead. I just wanted to stay ahead. We had the type of team where we had to kind of slow it down. So generally, we didn't blow out people in the first half. So I tried to stay ahead and figure out what the opponent was doing and not make a lot of mistakes or turnovers, okay? And usually, if our team did that, we were in good graces. Then, so, so that's the first half. So now the first half of life, if you're under, generally, if you're under the age of 55, you fall into what's called the first half. That would be Aaron and Matt here. The job is to try to start saving money. The job is to know that here's your opponents. You've got interest rates out the yin-yang. You know, these credit cards, all this stuff. And I know you know this, folks. People talk on it all the time. But you cannot be out here borrowing money at 8 9 10% and not paying it back. You're going to be tempted to spend money on things like term life insurance. And that may be all you can afford, and that's a good thing. That's all you can afford, but it's not a long-term solution. Uh, many of you are not taking advantage of the fact that you have Roth IRAs available. Uh, my, my oldest boy is 32. I said, Philip, man, you've got to just start pumping into Roths. Now, come on. He's, he makes decent money. So we set him up a Roth, and he's putting money in every year, and that money grows tax-free forever. And finally, same thing with my oldest boy, Philip. You need to try to get, if you can afford it, and we can help you with this, overfunded life insurance. I mean, talking about tax diversification and protection and use of your money. So <clears throat> you've, you've got so you to understand fees. You've got to understand taxes and high interest rates and the premiums that insurance companies are going to charge. So that's the first half. So you're mapping out your game plan. You're trying to keep debts down. You're trying to raise your kids. I know it's very hard to save for retirement, but you're trying to just get started. That's all we're doing, and we can help you with that. Then you go into what's called halftime. Interesting period of time in finance. Normally, when we have halftime, so let's say I'm back to my coaching days, Aaron. At halftime, let's say we're losing. The first thing I do is I assess what happened. Right. And then I make a change. Now, I won't get on any coaches in the NCAA. There's some well-known coaches in this NCAA. To me, I don't think they're good floor coaches. You know why? They lose in the second half, and they don't change a thing. It's like, do you, are you not going to go zone? Are you not going to clog up the middle? Uh, I noticed last night Virginia did a great job of not allowing Texas Tech to drive. There's some other coaches out there who I won't name who allowed people to drive all day long, and they got beat. So no, no change. You just keep playing your game. That's fine. You keep doing that with finances sometimes. Same thing. You're going to get beat. So halftime is where you step back. You realize you're getting close to retirement, and you're going to have to start making changes. That might be taking less risk. That might be securing more permanent insurance and long-term care. And it might be set, settling down and figuring out where you're going to spend and enjoy your money and what advisor you're going to work with. We can help you with that. But that's called halftime. And generally, that's the period of time between about age 55 and roughly 70. Don't hold me to this because this is uh, different ages for different people. And then finally... You get into the second half. 
Now in the second half, it is really hard to make adjustments. I understand that as a coach, it's difficult. So if you have not properly taught the players what to do at halftime to make the adjustments, to make the adjustments out on the floor, you know, with three minutes left in the game is pretty difficult. So it's the same thing with your finances, folks. If you're approaching, you know, late 60s, early 70s, if you're already into your 70s or even early 80s, you are in the second half of life. And I think you would admit there's really no do-overs. I don't think you want to go back to work uh, and try to make up for lost time. But what you can do is look at taxes, look at Roth conversions, look at estate planning, look at Medicaid planning, all these things, folks, that we can help you with. So here's my thoughts to all of you out there. Whether you're in the first half of life, you're at halftime, you're in the second half of life, when was the last time you've really gone through an assessment of your situation from an independent fiduciary that really and truly has your best interest at heart? Well, we're making that offer to you. We have two offices, one in Bowling Green, Kentucky, one in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, we are here to serve you Monday through Thursday. We are well equipped to help savers. So if you're that person out there right now listening and you're more concerned about the return of your money than on it, you feel like you don't have someone in your corner that you can trust, you don't feel like anybody's ever put anything in writing that you can follow. I mean, everybody will sell you a product. Anybody can do that. But a written game plan with a team of professionals behind that game plan that is going to service what they sell, then by all means, log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. That's TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Click on that Let's Get Started button. There's no cost or obligation whatsoever. Or give us a call at 877 877- Four nine 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 two five five. That's eight seven seven four nine nine. Walk, and until next week, if, if all else fails, you, you remember to be worry free. You don't got it. You don't get it. Shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do.